0: Glad you joined me today, and and really sincerely, I am And in listening to my videos. You're supporting what Jesus has called me to do, the message that I am to give. You're supporting that when you listen to me, and so I so appreciate it. And as well, if you would like my videos and and then go ahead and share them, then you also would be doing the work of the Lord. And we got to do His work. He said, "Watch and pray." He's coming. And really, most of us are just sitting around waiting for him, and he's actually waiting for us to do his work. When he left, he said that he was going to the Father, and because he was, those who believed in him would be doing his work. He would do, he's asking us to do what he was doing, and even more. And so by sharing a video, you're helping spread the word. Jesus is grieved. He's long suffering. It's not his will that any should perish. He's grieved because we're not doing this. And so, as I'm sharing my message and you're listening, I hope I'm even inspiring you to share your gift, which is what we're going to talk about today. We so think we're ready for Jesus to return. And he has shown me time after time, way after way, that we're really not ready but many are just too stubborn to listen. They're just too prideful and and think they have their own understanding. We can learn anything from anyone, right? We can. And so we gotta be open-minded and we gotta be listening. I saw a post one day, someone posted and we we just tune people out because we think we know it and we really don't know it. it. If someone's coming to give you a message, listen. Jesus works through all of us not just those who have gone to school or stand behind a pulpit. He lives on the inside of all of us. And so his message comes through anyone he chooses, anyhow, anyway, Um, and anytime, just any way he chooses, he's going to work. Let's acknowledge him now, Jesus. We thank you that you do use your people. And to us, we're all the same. Not one is better than the other, as we so sometimes think. And so we just thank you, Lord, that you would keep us in a place of humility to know not that we don't mean anything, we're very valuable to you, but that no one is greater than the other and that you have a good plan for all of us. And you're asking all of us to be a part of your life. You're asking all of us to partake in the plan that you have. So we thank you, Lord, that you would just just show us what you want us to hear today. Just show us what you, you, you want us to know. And help us to be open to know that this is your word. I have nothing to do with it. It's your word. And your message you gave me to give. So we love you and praise you. We thank you for anointing this message. We thank you for making it clear what your will is. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So um, James 2.16, I want to read to you first. So Jesus is talking about faith. He's talking about love. And to, to, for both of them, you have to give. Giving is loving, and having faith is being able to give without worrying about your needs. So James 2.16. Actually, I'm going to start in 14. James 2.14, what use? prophet, my brethren, for anyone to profess he has faith, but he has no good works to show for it. Can such faith save his soul? So often I hear, that's works. You don't have to do anything. Jesus did it all, and he did do it all, but we got a work to do. It's even a work just to believe. It's a work to find out the truth. It's a work to do his work. We have a work to do, and without doing that work, we don't have faith. We we just read it. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him, Goodbye, keep yourself warm and well fed without giving him the necessities of the body, what good does that do? You see someone in need and you don't give them what they need, what good does that do? Then you can't say you have faith because the reason you're not giving is because you're afraid you're not going to have, Right? So faith, if it does not have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, and dead, which reminds me of what Corinthians says is, um, um, love, love never fails. And if we don't have love, we're just a sounding gong. We're just dead and God doesn't even hear us. And so what God is talking about today is that we were each given a gift, And our gift, as Proverbs 18, 16 says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So your gift makes room for you. Your gift is going to prosper you. Your gift is to give. And your gift is going to bring you to that place where it'll it'll operate to its full potential. All right. And now I want to read to you what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Well, um, let's start up here a little farther. Your kingdom come, verse 10, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They asked Jesus what to pray, and he said, pray our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when Jesus was here, he was obviously living in heaven on the earth. He didn't change his way to live our way, but he lived like life is lived in heaven. And so, down to, I want to go down to, um, actually, let's do 19. Do not gather and heap up in store for yourselves treasures on the earth, where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Now, you can get stumped on that, If you if you don't keep looking at it and asking Jesus for revelation, and um, when you read the Word and Jesus is teaching you something, He's going to reveal things to you that maybe He hasn't revealed to someone else. We can always learn from someone else because. We all go through different things at different times, same things maybe, but in a different way at different times. And Jesus teaches us. And part of our faith is to share what we've learned. Because we don't want our sister or brother to be stuck or without wisdom, without revelation knowledge. And something you share with someone might be exactly what they need to hear that day. We're all pressing towards Jesus At least we should be, because if you want to live in heaven, you got to press. The kingdom of God is taken by force. And so we're pressing for wisdom. We're pressing for revelation knowledge. We're pressing through the pressure that the enemy puts on when we start walking on that narrow path, because he doesn't want us walking on that narrow path, because that narrow path leads to eternal life. And so many people are just thinking, oh, it's here. And now, and then after that, you know, when that part comes, then I'm just going to sleep or something. Um, You know, we have all these silly ideas. And really right here and right now is your work. There's that word again, your work to get to heaven. And maybe you're thinking, I don't have to work, Jesus. It's His grace, and that's true. But you have to work to live in that grace because we have an enemy. you got to fight on your hands, and, you know, first of all, you got to make the decision to sit with Jesus every day so he can empower you. You got to learn his way. James says you go through testings and trials, and when you're going through them, count it all joy because you're going to develop your faith there. That's all the work. Um, it's not just sitting pretty on a chair and it, it just happens. It doesn't just happen. You're recreated in Christ Jesus to do a work. He's going to put you on that path that leads to the good life so do not and i started with this because he just showed me a little more today of this do not gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures on the earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break in and steal and i want to just say in a nutshell don't be selfish don't be selfish don't be storing things up for yourself don't make your life about you And that's what Jesus is saying today. Give your gift. He put a gift on the inside of you, and he's asking you to give it. And that's how you heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven. Because when you give your gift away, you're giving what someone else needs. You're loving, and that's faith. It's not faith. If you're thinking, well, I know I got this gift and I'm supposed to write this book and I'm supposed to do this, that, and the other thing, but I got to work. I got to take care of myself. And Jesus said, don't worry and be anxious saying, what are we going to have to eat? What are we going to have to drink? And what are we going to have to wear? The Gentiles live that way. They wish for, crave after, and diligently seek these things. That's why people work to go get the things that they need. But Jesus said, "If you do it God's way," verse thirty-three, seek His way of doing and being right. What you need will be added to you. You won't have to figure it out. What am I going to eat? How am I going to pay that bill? What's this going to? What's going to happen? Um, you know. And so we're not living the kingdom principles, and so you know we're stuck. In the world's way of doing on the wide path, and we don't need to be. And then we're storing up for ourselves treasures on the earth. After Jesus said that, going back to verse, um, and that was 19 and 20, um, he said, I'm just going to skip down a little bit just to make some of my points, but it would be good to just go ahead and um, define the whole chapter for yourself. On verse 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he'll stand by and be devoted to one, despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. It's so funny. When Jesus was teaching me this, he asked me to quit my job. And um, he was going to take care of me, asked me to work for him. Um, but, you know, at the time, I I really didn't have any followers or anything or I was thinking, you know, how are you going to get money to me? I don't get it. But I obeyed him because he told me he was going to take care of me. And um, so a longer story short, I quit my job and then I started worrying. And I started even looking for little jobs where I could make a little money while I still work for Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what I was going to tell you because he's prompting me to. So he said, your job is keeping you in debt. Because I, I said, first I'll pay my debt, then I'll work for you. He said, your job is keeping you in debt. And you know why? Because that's the way the world operates. But if you live in God's kingdom, your gift will make room for you. Give and it'll be given unto you, Luke 6.38. Give and it'll be given unto you, shaken together, pressed down, and running over. When you just quit your job, for me, that's what was happening, you just quit your job, he was saying, and do what I'm calling you to do, then I'm going to add to you. And that's what Jesus said. If you do it God's way, he's going to add to you. You're not going to be like the heathen trying to figure out what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. How would you stand before Jesus that day? And um, him say to you, I didn't know you you who practice lawlessness. Is it a law to give your gift? Is it? If you stand before him that day, um, Matthew seven twenty one through 23, not everyone who calls me Lord, calling him Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then we're going to be saying, some are going to be saying, arguing with him, but I did this, I did that, I did this in your name. And then he's going to say, that, uh, um, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Actually, he said, not, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. So if it's his will, that you don't store up things for yourself, but you store up treasures in heaven by giving your gift away, by finding out what your gift is. And for me, it was quitting my job, and just trusting him, let him show me. Not look for another job, which I did, and even had another job, and then had to quit that job. You know, he doesn't change his mind. So on that day, he's not going to change his mind. And say, oh, that's all right. I know you had to have this job. You had to take care of your kids. Um, if he told you to quit your job, you're you're going to stand before him, and you're going to be held accountable for your disobedience. And so Jesus said, we, we shouldn't live like the heathen, running around trying to get stuff, but our gift will make room for us. Our gift will take care of us. And so you need to find out what your gift is. Find out what you need to be doing. It might be working at a job for a time. I don't know what it is, but Jesus does. And so you have to go to him and say, how can I store up treasures in heaven? What should I be doing? How can I love my neighbor? What gift does my neighbor need of mine? What is is it that I have to give that he needs to know, that he needs to have, that I have? You know, when Jesus grows you up and teaches you things, as I was talking about before, it's our responsibility to share To share what we have learned. We're not supposed to keep it under a lampstand. The mysteries of God are meant to be revealed. And if you see someone struggling and you know their answer and you're unwilling to give it, then you're not doing His will. Now, you know, granted there are people that just don't want to hear it. You know, you might have the answer and they don't want to hear it. Well then, you know, pray for them. Pray for them. So many people think they they are are doing well and really don't even have that relationship with Jesus, have have no idea what he's thinking about them, um, what he's going through, what he's feeling, his emotions, that he's coming and we need to get ready. I pass out cards, like business cards, because so many people don't want to talk about Jesus. And and he tells me he's coming so soon that it's urgent that I get that word out everywhere I go. And so even in the grocery store, I'll, I'll offer him one of my cards that right now talks about um, Jesus and a, and a book that I wrote that you can get free, The Man in the Red Tattered Shirt. And I wrote the book to um, show how we can get close to Jesus and have a real understanding and And know that we need to apply his word to our life, not just know it, but we need to work to apply his word to our life, and it's free. Um, If you just go to visioneternity.org, it's on the first page. But um, my point was a lot of people just say, no, that's okay. No, thank you. I'm offering them Jesus. I'm saying, Jesus is coming. You can get my free book on my website and learn how to be ready for him. And they're like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Some people say, they start reading it, and I ask, did you finish the book? Did you read the book? No, because I didn't agree with having to do something. It's really silly to um, voice your opinion to Jesus. It's his opinion that counts. You're wanting to move in with him. He's not asking to move in with you. You have to adapt to him. It's his way of doing and being right, not our way. If we want to just be comfortable and live on the earth and just skip Jesus for now, no thank you. I don't want any part of Jesus. He let me down once, or this, that, and the other thing. I just want to say, if you think he let you down, it's really that you didn't give him a chance. Because when he answers you, he gives you wisdom, instruction. And when you follow that instruction, you'll find your answer. Knock, seek, and the door will be open to you. And so I got a little off track, but the thing is that we need to know is if you're not giving your gift away, if you're still living in the world system of just working to make a living and putting yourself first, you're really not ready for Jesus. And there's more reasons we're not ready, but for today, that's, that's what I'm sharing with you today. And um, I would just suggest, and he told me to tell people, Get on your knees. Find out where you're not ready. Find out what you need to do. Some people know. Some people understand we're going to be the bride without spot or wrinkle, but most responses are, huh, what? I said that prayer. I'm good. The prayer isn't a prayer to get to heaven. The prayer is saying, I commit to you. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to be a part of your life and do what you're doing. I'm going to, I'm. I'm gonna do. I'm. I'm gonna do that message that you asked me to give. I'm gonna give it. That's my commitment, Jesus. I have a long ways to go, and I know I'm not ready. You revealed that to me, but I'm expecting you to just keep transforming me into your likeness and getting me ready to, as your word said, says to be that bride without spot or wrinkle. I just want to encourage you to have that same attitude. If you say the prayer and think you can wing it and you can just quick have fun here until you get there, that is so, so, so silly because that's not what it's about. What you need to do is really live your life here now for Jesus and look to the new life as better than here, not something that you're dreading. Which if you don't know Jesus, that's what you're thinking. Oh, i got to quick enjoy my life here because once I go, then you know, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be scary, and I, I'm probably not going to like it, but so I'll pray this prayer so I can go there because that's the best place to go, something like that. And that's just wrong thinking, it's wrong thinking because really, um, just quite bluntly, you're ignorant of the Word of God. And so we got to get to know God, just like Nicodemus. Um, He wanted to know why and how. He wanted to know the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees, the difference between being real and being religious. And Jesus said, you have to be born of the Spirit or you're not going to be able to see. And so if you can't see that truth, it's because you haven't committed, submitted to Jesus. Because if you do, you'll be born of the Spirit, and you'll be able to see and understand what you can't without him. And you'll see how silly you've been thinking. Little by little, he'll reveal more and more to you. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he's so excited that you would. He said in Revelation 3.20, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would invite him in, if you that would be by heeding his voice, he would come in and dine with you. Which means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you. You're going to listen. You're going to oblige him. And um, you're going to see, you're going to feel him, you're going to hear him. He's going to be with you all the time. His spirit living on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit. If you want to pray that prayer with me right now, and you want to commit to live a whole different life, a more wonderful, awesome life than you ever lived, yeah, it's a struggle, but it's so worth it. I just went through something for about two weeks, and I, I was like, wow. This is really, really a narrow path with a lot of pressure and I can't believe this is happening but I was so glad I pressed through because on the other side, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Jesus is so good. Pray with me. Be a part of his life. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you're asking us to be a part of your life. You're asking us to be a soldier for you and your army to go forth and proclaim the truth, to stand up for who you are. We commit to you, and we can't do it without you. We know that, so we thank you and praise you that you would empower us to do your will. Thank you for showing us your truth and helping us to be that bride without spot or wrinkle. We love you. We praise you. give you all the glory. Now, if you said that prayer and you are committed to him, if you're committed to do his well, then, then it's going to happen. He's going to make changes. He's going to change your life. And you're going to be on the way, your way to living a whole different way than you did before. And, you know, by the way, I want to say that gift that's in on the inside of you that you're using for him to show who he is that you're called to do is something that you're going to love. You're going to be good at it once you put it to me as it'll be a gravy train life. It'll just be so easy because you're good at it, you love it. It'll be easy for you. And it turned out to be that way. It's pretty easy. So thank you so much for listening today. And And don't forget, share the gospel, share this video. Support me in what I'm doing. I really need your prayers and your support. Um, the enemy does come against us when we're working for Jesus. And, and so I'm praying for you, and you can be praying for me, and Jesus will always come through. He's so good. He's so in love with you. He's so in love with us. Just praise Him every day. You know, worshiping Him is in not only singing to Him, but how you live. Worship Him. Live your life His way. Be a part of His life. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.